Blog Talk Radio. I'll be a better man today. I'll be good. I'll be good. And I'll love the world like I should. Yeah. I'll be good. I'll be good for all of the time that I never could. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Justin Barnes, your host, and welcome to Branching Out in the One Love Nation Radio Network, a show where we talk about how to become the best version of yourself and how to live this one life we have to the fullest. We're going to share tips, techniques, and stories to challenge our way of thinking and to help us get to that next level, help you guys, my listeners, get to that next level. Today, got another great show, man. I do apologize for missing last week. was on vacation, spending time with family. You know how important that is. But happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Anybody that had a birthday, I had both. I had a birthday and Father's Day, so yay me. Um, but happy Father's Day to all the real fathers out there, or maybe even fathers that's not present, the real men that take care of their family, step up and do all the things that's necessary to keep the family together. Um, but before we get into another great show, man, I want to go ahead and let you guys know, please check out some of my earlier episodes. If you haven't caught them, they're great as well. You can catch them at onelovenation.com on the media page. And you also got some other people there as well. If you want to look aside of me, they are great as well. They got some great content, talk about some great things. But let's get into it. Today, we will be discussing failing your way to the top. Getting to success, what does that mean? And so I'll be sharing five tips on how accepting failure can lead to success, or this word that we use as failure. I don't like using that word, to be honest. Um, it's kind of harsh, but that's what we're going to use for today. Uh, so let's get it started with a quote. The difference between average people and achieving people is their perception of and response to failure. That was John C. Maxwell. Great quote to start the show. But let's be honest, man. Failure hurts, or the ideal of it. And that's to put it mildly. It's a painful experience, one that many of us work tirelessly to avoid. Often the effects can be long-lasting, leaving a mark in our minds and creating a mental hurdle that can be difficult to overcome in later years. So I'm telling you, like, that failure thing, I know it used to bog me down. It made me stop doing stuff for days, months, you know, um, and I just wouldn't continue because the thought of failure, and it was the thought of failure in my eyes and the thought of failure if um, my family, what they'll think of me, my friends, what they'll think of me if I didn't do well or I stood up in front of the class and I said something that was the wrong answer. All those things go through your mind, you know, you – 
uh, go out to say something to someone and you're worried about what should I say this, should I not say this, you know, should I wear this, should I not wear this, and all those thoughts of things that put a lot of pressure on you, right? So it kind of crushes crushes you, your identity. You don't even know who you are. You don't even know how to be you because you're trying to put on a perfect image for any and everyone out there. So, and that leads to the idea of failure, you know, failing being a bad thing. Um, But the sweetest victory is the one that is the most difficult, the one that requires you to reach deep down inside of you, to fight with everything you got, to be willing to leave everything out there and pushing past your limits without knowing if your effort will be enough. Society doesn't reward defeat, and you won't find many failures documented in the history books. The exceptions are those failures that become stepping stones to later success, such in the case with Thomas Edison, whose most memorable invention was the light bulb, which took him a thousand tries before he developed a successful prototype. People use this as an example all the time. Um, and there was a, report, a reporter that asked Edison, how did it feel to fail 1,000 times? And Edison just smooth with a smooth voice, how I like to think of it. He just replied, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. It's like, ooh, I just told you. That's kind of how I felt when he said that back to, to the reporter. But unlike Edison, many of us avoid the prospect of failure. In fact, we're so focused on not failing that we don't aim for success. And we can have a lifetime of regret, anger, that unknown feeling. You know, there's something more to life feeling um, our whole life. And so you would kind of be settling for a life of, you know, meteorocracy. Just, uh, you know, I'm just going to go through just to do enough and keep myself hidden so I don't feel that pain of, you know, of learning is what I like to call failure, that pain of learning and going through, you know, doing something. Okay, that wasn't a good idea, but I'm going to keep trying because I really do believe in this. But, you know, when we do make missteps, I mean, we gloss over them, selectively editing out the miscalculations or mistakes in our life's resume. To many in our success-driven society, failure isn't just considered a non-option. It's deemed a deficiency. Um, and it's just one of those things that, I mean, we have to change that idea, right? We have to change that. There's nothing wrong with failing or having a misstep. So we just got to do better at that. So we're wrong about what it means to be wrong. Far from being a sign of intellectual inferiority, the capacity of an error is crucial to human cognition. And this is by um, a Dr. Schultz. Um, she explained this in her book of, you know, being wrong, author of being wrong. It's the book that she wrote. So that's just one of the examples that she used. So with my experience with failure and the things that I went through, being the only child, losing my father when I was 13, you know, having my mom, who I love so dearly, and my family, everybody that backed me up, they know who they are. Um, but my own personal um, – my own personal – experience with failure is it was a love-hate relationship especially at first because I didn't know what that meant you know I was just going through things trying a lot of stuff I was a very curious kid um, and I never held back on things that I wanted to experience so me just going through multiple jobs you know at first and that was my biggest 
thing that I felt was fair because I kept going through so many jobs. And I was horrible at these jobs. Now, I was I was decent. Wasn't great at them either, but I was decent. I could have um, excelled at any one of them if I put the real effort towards it. But uh, I felt like a failure. Each one that I went through and went to the next one, I felt like I was failing myself. I was failing my family. And that depression that gets on your mind, man, that – that way down, like you're you're useless. Why are you here? Type feeling is it's a very very painful feeling. But when I start looking at it differently, I change my perception. Other things I went through as you know those are stepping stones. I have learned something from each one of those jobs, no matter if I was there for a day or I was there for six months, three years, whatever. However long I was there, I changed my perception on that. These those were opportunities that I learned from. It was great opportunities, and I grew from each last, I mean, every last one of them, I took something from it, and it made me a better person. It made me understand more of myself. It made me understand what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So just with those, with the resume and the way the world and the job system is set up, it kind of makes you feel like a failure because you got to put each one of those jobs on there, no matter how long you were there, and they're going to judge you by those. And that's another thing you think about, like, well, I don't want to keep Doing these attempts, my darn resume is going to be 10 pages. But I didn't look at it that way. I started growing skills that, you know, I, I didn't even know that I had. And I'm now I'm starting to use them more and more now that I changed my perception on my past and the things that I have been through, you know, facing, like I said, going through death in my family, um, going through the multiple jobs, the ups and downs, trying to figure out what my identity is, all those things, weaving in between all those things. Changing my perception on them really helped me. Instead of saying failure, I was learning, and I have learned, and I continue to learn. So with that, just knowing that failure is life's greatest teacher. When we take a closer look at the great thinkers throughout history, a willingness to take on failure isn't a new or an extraordinary thought at all. Business mavericks and sports legends of today, failure is as a powerful tool as any in reaching great success. Failure and defeat are life's greatest teacher, but sadly, most people, and particularly conservative corporate cultures, don't want to go there. This says Ralph Heath. He's a managing partner at Synergy Leadership Group and author of Celebrating Failure, the Power of Taking Risks, Making Mistakes, and Thinking Big. So he goes on to say, instead, they choose to play it safe, to fly below the radar, repeating the same safe choices over and over again. They operate under the belief that… If they make no waves, they attract no attention. No one will yell at them for failing because they generally never attempt anything great at which they could possibly fail or succeed. However, in today's post-recession economy, some employers are no longer shying away from failure. They're embracing it. According to a recent article in Business Week, many companies are deliberately seeking out those with track records reflecting both failure and success, believing that those who have been in the trenches, survived battle, and come out on the other side have an irreplaceable experience and perseverance um, about them. And I can say that definitely for myself because I love for someone that has been through it, you know, understand like the lowest of low, the painful or painful type things going through a job, not getting that promotion or having to work through uh, if you're in sales, you know, having to work a client over and over and over to get that sale, knowing what it's like to go through that process and coming out on the other side helps you grow, you know. And whether you was going after someone, I'm still using sales as an example, going after someone, a big client or someone um, 
and you didn't get them, and understanding, you know, what I'll change next time if I get in a situation like that or whatever it may be, that that's a great example to just say, look, I made it through. This is what I learned, and I'm better for it. I'm not weaker for it. I didn't fail because I didn't quit. I'm still working. I'm still learning, still learning who I am, what works the best for me, and how to talk to people and interact with people. Because to me, I think that's the um, the biggest thing. How do you talk to people? How do you talk to people? You know, being a person, human-to-human interaction is the biggest thing. Not trying to say too much, not trying to say too little, just being within your comfort zone. I love talking, so I know I won't have an issue talking to anyone. And I definitely don't try to limit myself or anything like that. I just be me. And I am seeing that affect more people when I try to be something else, you know, vice versa when I try to be something else. And people notice it. So definitely just try to be within myself. And that'd be the same advice for you guys. Just be yourself and see how that goes for you. So the quickest rule to success is to possess an attitude toward failure of no fear. So reaching your full potential. We're going to continue with this theme of, you know, failing your way to success. So the same holds true for personal quests, whether in overcoming some specific challenge or reaching your full potential in all aspects of life, to achieve your personal best, to reach unparalleled heights, to make the impossible possible, you can't fear failure. You must think big, and you have to push yourself. When we think of people with this mindset, we imagine the daredevils, the pioneers, the investors, the explorers. They embrace failure as a necessary step to unprecedented success. But you don't have to walk a tightrope or climb Mount Everest to employ this mindset in your own life. When the rewards of success are great, embracing possible failure is the key to taking on a variety of challenges. Whether you reinvent yourself by starting a new business or allowing yourself to trust another person to build a deeper relationship. All right, so I got another quote by John C. Maxwell. He basically just say, to achieve any worthy goal, you must take risks. I like using quotes from people that are successful already because for any of these things, you know, when you think of daredevils or the people that – and I honestly, I feel it. I mean, I like taking a risk. It's a certain risk that when I'm um, under a certain amount of pressure, I perform better. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but I like it. I like that having that pressure put onto me, you know, having to take on certain type of risk to bring out my full potential. I like it. I actually embrace it. So I can really relate to that part where they're saying, you know, most of the daredevils and people like that, explorers or inventors or the people um, that's creating these new things that we are benefiting from, they had to take a certain level of risk, a certain level of scrutiny, or whatever, you know, people not looking into the same or not seeing their goals or views the same way, but they had to look deep down in themselves and realize there's still something I want to do despite everything else. And that's kind of how I approach it as well. Now, in John C. Maxwell, in his book, Failing Forward, Turning Mistakes into Stepping Stones for Itself, he points to an example of a legendary aviator, Amelia Earhart who set several records and achieved many firsts in her lifetime, including being the first female pilot to fly solo over the Atlantic Ocean. That's something I didn't know until I did my research of creating this um, show. 
of knowing just to think about that. Rich, the first female to fly solo over the Atlantic Ocean. That's amazing. Because there had to be scrutiny of it, right? <clears throat> she had to be getting criticized or family members telling her not to do it. It's a dumb idea. Why would you do that? Those type things. She still did it despite all of that. And we all face this in our daily lives of just growing up of things that, you know, you really want to do, but you kind of hold back because you don't know how family and friends are going to think about it. Or you are, you really, or yourself is not really sure on what you feel about doing this. So it's just one of those things you just got to trust yourself and just go out there and do it. I have uh, in a curse of just doing whatever comes to my mind. It's a gift and a curse. It really is. I it feel like I would die if I don't do it. It's like a button. I talk about it with my wife. She don't like me being around buttons because it's a button in front of me. I gotta push it. If I haven't pushed it yet, it's like it's gonna kill me if I don't push that button. So it's just one of those things like that. It's just it's just different. It's one of those things that want to come out. It's screaming to come out. So I think you just should let it out. Let the cat out the bag, right? So. So continue going forward, man. One of the biggest secrets to success is operating inside your strength zone, but outside of your comfort zone. That is said by Ralph Heath. All right. Although you might fail incredibly, you might succeed incredibly. Let me say that one again, because that's like a tongue twister. Although you might fail incredibly, you might succeed incredibly. Strong, right? And that's why incredible risks encourage or require. Either way, you'll learn more than and ever about your strengths, talents, and resolve. And you'll strengthen uh and you will strengthen your will for the next challenge. Does this sound like a dangerous territory? It can be. I like to think about it this way. If you un if you are unhappy with your life up to this point, something needs to change. Period. That doesn't need to be said. If you're unhappy, you're waking up, you're sad, you look at the mirror, and, man, you feel depressed, think about your mental. We talk about this. The way you think and feel about yourself is very important. So if you're thinking and you're feeling very unhappy about whatever it is in your life, you need to look at that again, whatever that means to you in your life. You shouldn't be unhappy. You shouldn't wake up because that depression is real. It will get to you. You will not be able to function within your family or in your job or in your community. It just will start to shut you down. So that's something that we need to start taking serious as a society, um, as people that just love each other. And I love you, man. You really just need to just start looking to see what is it that makes you happy. I don't care the smallest thing and change it. And if it's making you unhappy, you need to change that, point blank, period. We have a choice to either change our life and do the things we desire and pull towards or not do those things. It's your choice. It's not your parents. It's not your spouse, friends, cousins, or whomever. It's your choice. And you must live with the consequences of your decision, either good or bad, right? I'm telling you, you will have the worst feeling in the world if you don't act on the things you desire. And that is regret. And you don't. And if you don't believe me, just Google the biggest regrets of people on their deathbed, and that will tell you all you need to know. Stop denying yourself the life that you want. Stop denying us, us, right, of your talent and passion. Go ahead and release it into the world. You are the next big thing. You just have to believe it. Nobody else. Stop denying us of that. It's time to release or unleash yourself from your mind in your body prison and let that talent shine. 
And I'm going to say this, and this is from love. It's great love in my heart. Stop being selfish and share that wonderful, amazing talent with the world. You can make a decision right now to change your life the way you see it. Capitalize Y-O-U. You, the way you see it. Fail your way to the top or sit back with regret. Watch others live their lives or wish and think what your life could be. Whatever you decide, just know your choice. Yeah, that's a lot of information. I know I need you guys to process that a little bit, so I'm going to go ahead and let you think about that. We're going to take our first music break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to share our celebrity or person that has faced adversity pertaining to failure and success. All right, so we'll be right back in a moment. Welcome back after the the long break there. I'm sorry for that, the commercial break. But now we're going to go ahead and move forward real quick to the next section. And this is where I share um, a celebrity or someone who has faced adversity pertaining to my topic. And sometimes it is, sometimes not. But today it is. And we are using this person. You may have heard of him. He's sort of a big deal. His name is Walt Disney. Right? Walt Disney. The guy who created Disney World. And if you've never been there, or if you have been there, it's still part of imagination that bring the kids out of adults and make kids even kids. Kidder, if that is even a word. But I know, but can you imagine your childhood without Disney? And like I said, I didn't go to Disney until I was an adult. But even when I was younger, I used to see these commercials of Disney World, and man, you're talking about imagination going wild, right? You know, saying Mickey Mouse and the castle and the princess and the fireworks. Oh, you just wanted to be there. But imagine a world without Disney. Well, that could have easily have been. If Walt has listened to his former newspaper editor, the editor told Walt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas, right? Just imagine that. This is your boss. You're doing something that you feel that you're supposed to be doing, and your boss tell you you don't have an imagination, you don't have creative ideas, and you lazy. That's tough. That that will hurt me. Man, that that that'll be tough. I mean, I'll be angry, but maybe sit feeling sad too. But Walt didn't listen to him. He went on to create the cultural icon that bears his name. Thank goodness, right? So I'm glad that he did. 
through all that. But some more adversity that he faced that I didn't know about until I did a little bit of research on him, at the age of 22, he went bankrupt after the brutal failure of a cartoon series in Kansas City. He went bankrupt several times, and he also wanted to become a Hollywood actor, but that never, ever happened. So three years later, he left Kansas City for for Hollywood to pursue his childhood dream. He set up a studio in a converted garage, and after five years, a long time when he was without any income, he struck a little success with a short animation of Alice in the Cartoon Land. Sounds familiar. Sounds like something you know, right? And Oswald the Rabbit. But again, in 1928, some of his cartoonists left taking Oswald with them. Disney was shattered. He was down on himself. According to everything that you read about him, he was pretty upset with that. His success was short-lived, and he returned to having nowhere to live and little, little money for food. But his secret to success was within him. Out of the disaster, he created his first Mickey Mouse character, and suddenly he was on a road to real success. And pretty much the rest is history after that. So with Disney, with all that, the bankruptcy, starting stuff, losing it, trying to become an actor, not doing so well, your boss telling you you're no good, all of these things, being broke, nowhere to live, multiple times, huh? that's like the toughest adversity you can ever face as a person. But he still pushed through, and look what he created out of all that failure. Look what he created out of what we call failure, what we call, you know, being challenged and going through, oh, man, going through life pretty much, going through his life, his life story. Look what he created from his past, not letting it get him down, but using it, stepping stone, learning experience, probably had his, his days that he allowed himself to cry and, you know, you know, curse a little bit and beat himself up, but just not let it keep him down the whole time in that pit, you know, in that pit of just agony and pain. He didn't stay in that. He eventually crawled out of it and said, I'm not going to sit on this pity party. I am going to make something of myself. I can do this and I will do this. And he did do that. So <laughs> I love it. But this is Disney take on fair. This is a quote from him. He states that I think it's important to have a good hard failure when you're young because it makes you kind of aware of what can happen to you. Because of it, I never had any fear in my whole life when we have been near collapse and all of that. I've never been afraid. So he talks about it, you know, taking on failure at an early age, young, and just kind of embracing it. And I think we still can do it not just at an early age. Even as an adult, 30, 40, 56, I don't care where you are, if you're still feeling that pain of I haven't done the things I want to do in life, it may be times you start embracing your true identity, your true self. So that's my advice to people. It don't matter if you're young or old. You have to get to the point where you start to embrace who you truly are and what you truly want to do. If you're not happy in your life, it's point blank, period. only person that's going to make you happy is you, not money. Not cars, not houses. Those things are good to have and they're good wants, but you don't need those things to be happy. You hear the differences? You have wants and you have needs. The things that you need to do to make you happy is internal. The, all this other stuff will be a byproduct of it, I promise you. All the wants that you ever want in the world, 
will be a byproduct of you taking care of your needs. All right? So, and I ain't had a lot of adversity in my life. I ain't talked about it before. Anybody that know me is not a stranger to that because I'm a very open person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And through all these obstacles and all these things that I ever faced in my life, I just kept just remember just to truck forward. It's like climbing a mountain, man. I may slip a little bit, but I'm going to get to the top of this mountain. That's just the way that I look at it. I have to do it. That's kind of how I feel. Like, I can't quit. I got too many people relying on me. I'm relying on me. I have to do this. That's my mentality, seriously. That's just the way that I think about it. I can't let myself stay down in a pity party for too long. I have to do better. I have to do more. That's that's what I tell myself. I can't stop thinking. I'm obsessed with it. And it's not just for myself because when I feel like I'm figuring it out and I'm going down this road as I am, the more I figure out, the more I'm going to share, the more I'm going to reach back and pull up the next person that needs that type of assistance. I will not leave none of my brothers and sisters or anybody behind. I love everybody. I really do. I want to see everybody happy. I think we all should be happy in this world. Especially knowing that my biggest motivation in this world is knowing that I will die one day. We all will die one day. I don't need no other motivation outside of that. I do have them, but I don't need any other motivation outside of knowing that I will die one day, and I don't know when, I don't know how. All right, that's all I need to know to go up here and say I'm going to live this best life. This is my best life. This is my best day. This is my best moment, and I know I'm going to have those moments where it don't feel so good, but that's only what it's going to be, just a moment. All right, so that's just great stuff from Walt Disney. I love that. So, and then you have another quote, because I love them. I love sharing quotes. Another quote by Walt Disney. All the adversity I have had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. Very vivid, Mr. Disney. Very vivid. Yes, a kick in the teeth, kick in the hind side is probably exactly what we all need. I know I needed it multiple times. I'm so hard-headed. I am, I'm stubborn, and I see it in my son every single day. But I have learned to embrace it. I have learned to look at it in, in a different way. You know, I don't look at it as being a negative thing or anything. I was just very curious. I'm a curious child, I'm, and, and I'm a curious man. And my son's a curious child. He's probably going to grow up and be a curious man. So it's just learning how to embrace that and learning how to, you know, you know, enjoy your identity, enjoy who you are. Because once you know who you are and you enjoy that, you share that. And it will show and reflect when you talk to your spouse or talk to a friend or you out in the community, you at work. It starts to show like that person posture is a lot different than what it used to be because now you accept who you are. You accept your identity, and then you're just not confining yourself to a job or to a paycheck. You're doing the things like I'm spending 100% with my family when I'm with my family. I'm taking that vacation time. I'm doing the things that I'm interested in and the goals and all those things. Like you're just not limiting yourself to, oh, I'm just going to work, right? So, man, make sure, I ain't said this before, make sure, and there's a quote that I got from somebody else, uh, make sure you don't work so hard making a living that you forget to live. Pretty simple, right? But, guys, we at the best part of this show. Y'all made it to the end. And now we're going to share five tips. I know everybody said it's okay. 
This is going to be good, though. But we're going to share five tips on how to fail your way to success now. All right, make sure you have your pens and papers, your recorders, or your ears locked in, right, and just apply it to whatever it means to your life. It may not be very important to you, or some of these tips may not be direct to you, but some of them will be, and just take them to heart and apply it to your life the way that you see fit, all right? So the number one, numero uno, accept that failure is part of the process. Very important. When times get tough, one of the most frustrating things we can hear from someone is to stay positive. We know this, <laughs> right? And when you're mad, you know you're mad. You don't want to hear, you just got to stay positive. You got to stay positive. It's going to get better. Sometimes you don't want to hear that. So, but you have to accept the, the concept of it, right? The concept of positive thinking has been misused, misconstrued, and abused by us all. Despite what we hear, it has nothing to do with smiling and being happy with everything that happens to you. Anyone who says that is either lying or crazy. I'll let you choose. Positive thinking, rather, is used so that we can learn, grow, and evolve from what we experience in life. This does not mean try to fail. It simply means that if you're faced with a setback, Understand it is not your final destination. It's a stepping stone in your journey that is getting you to where you need to be. When we do experience difficulties in life, it is okay to get down on ourselves. It's okay. It's emotion. That's what we're supposed to do. It's okay to get upset and disappointed. Our goal, however, is to not stay down. That's what we do sometimes. We grieve a long time. It's okay to do any of those things. It's okay. It's okay to be upset, mad. That is what makes us human is our emotions, our ability to feel, to be sad, to be mad. All those things is very, very normal. And I didn't think they were. I thought they were, you know, know, be judged for it. You you still will. But me understanding within myself that my emotions for me to feel is okay. And actually, it is a very great way to move forward on anything that you're going through, anything that you're facing in life, is to not beat yourself up by your emotions or by feeling, ever, right? I never, ever, ever do that. Not anymore anyway, and I've definitely been teaching my son to do that, that your emotions are okay, son. Just because you're a boy and you're very emotional, that don't mean anything. Just because I'm a man and I'm very emotional and very passionate, it doesn't mean anything. That means exactly what I just said. I'm emotional and I'm a passionate man. That's it. And that's the way that I take it. It's okay for me to grieve or, or, like I said, be angry or sad or sometimes I just don't know or I just want to lay in bed and sleep or I want to watch them uh, go on the couch and watch TV all day or jump out of someone's plane. Yes, definitely want to do that. But those are all things that just comes from me. This is my story. It's the way that I feel. And the same for you. Do not let nobody else define you by the way that you feel or your emotions. All right? Just learn to embrace them, but don't stay down in them too long. Give yourself enough time to adjust to it, but don't stay there too long. Anything can be bad if you if you do it too much. All right, number two, guys, fail forward. I like fall forward, like fail, like failure forward. Yeah, you guys get it. We fail forward by learning from our setbacks and making the necessary adjustments until we succeed. Every change we make 
every person we meet and every bit of information we absorb is coming together so we can create a different outcome. We can't stop obstacles from appearing in our life, unfortunately. I wish we could. But we can choose how to handle them. They may block our vision temporarily, but if we if we push through, then we can discover our opportunity that have always been waiting for us on the other side. As we get more efficient with this process, we enable ourselves to see the positive side and even the toughest of situations, right? So if you learn just to handle just, just all of these opportunities that we have, because I don't think there's different opportunities for different people, right? I mean, you know, I'm talking about like the numbers that you get. I think depending on how your identity is, your personal identity, how you see yourself, I think that would depend on whether you get certain opportunities to you or not. For example, so if you are down yourself and you're always bashing yourself or whatever it may be, you may be depressed, and it is a real thing, and I'm not bashing anybody for that, um, you're just going to miss more opportunities. You're going to miss that you spent time with your family today or whatever it may be, that you cannot fully be involved in the day because of the way that you feel, your identity. Now, just say on the flip side, you are in control of your identity. You are a happy person or not just not smiling, happy, you know, just, but you understand who you are, your personal identity. You, you are wide awake, as I like to say. Your eyes are open. You're not locked up in your mind, body, prison. You will see more opportunities. You would the more you know, seem like you get more opportunities because you are aware of them. My point is, when you focus more on all the things that are not going right in your life, you're going to be missing some great opportunities that's right there in front of your face. Number three, guys, realize that nothing worthwhile will come easy. Nothing. We are such an instant gratification society. We want things and we want them now. <laughs> right? Why should we have to wait when we have on-demand everything, from fast food to high-speed internet access, along with growing impatience for just about everything? It's no one of failure hurts so much. We have so much, and it's so fast and so easy to get stuff nowadays. We are so used to getting what we want and getting it quickly that we don't realize just how much work and effort it's going to take to achieve something notable. It takes Time, But during that time, as we make the journey towards our goal, we build character, and we reach new understanding, possibly even discover a deeper meaning to our lives. That stuff happens when we just know, like, this is going to be a process. I am learning, you know, the stuff that I probably never learned before. Just imagine, you know, going to school where they teach you one thing. In society, in your community, you've been impressed by so many other things that you don't know your true identity or what you want to do. Now, think about just reprogramming your mind to say, now I'm going to do the things that I want to do in life. Think you're just going to be easy? No. It's going to be tough, and it's going to be a learning process, and a.k.a. failure, right? You're going to fail your way. You're going to fail a lot along that road because you're going to be trying things that you ain't never tried before. So, of course, um, failure will be there, you know bad attempts or whatever it may be, will be there, but you cannot stop there. You have to learn that I'm going to push through this no matter what. Number four, ignore the naysayers because they will be out in full force. That's just life. I don't like to talk about it much because I like to just focus on the positive and what I can do in life. I don't like to really focus on the negative. I just don't. That's a personal choice on my end. 
Um, I just like to just say I'm going to do positive. I'm going to be that positive force. I'm going to be that positive impact. That's what I like to focus on. But for anybody else and for all of us, we have them there. Ignore the naysayers. If they're there, ignore them. If you hear it, you read it, whatever it may be, just ignore it. The human mind works tirelessly to avoid pain. In fact, it does just about anything to avoid pain in any capacity. Part of that pain of failing has to do with dealing with other people telling you, I told you so. You should have listened to me. And quitting while you were ahead would have been a smart move, right? You heard them things before. That's family and friends. I mean, they love us. They're not really trying to do – they may be trying to rub it in their face a little bit, but they love us deep down in their hearts regardless. But that could be some of the feedback that you get when you try something that you really wanted to do. But <clears throat> the naysayers don't control you. They don't control your life. They don't control how you feel. They don't control what's in your brain, right? A lot of people don't really – they can see what's on the outside, and we can tell them, but that don't really mean that we really expressing ourselves to the fullest. And we don't do that in today's society. If someone say, how are you doing? The default answer or the answer that's going to come out your mouth, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know, that's just what you say. It ain't like, oh, man, I'm just having a tough time right now. I'm trying to get my business going. It's just, it's a, it's a tough month. You know, we don't say that in our minds. Sometimes we don't even know how to say it because we don't know what their response would be. Or we don't want to be judged or whatever it may be. We don't want the feedback or someone to say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, you don't want that um, <clears throat> that feeling. So just ignore. Just ignore it. Ignore it the best you can. Like I said, I just don't listen to it. It don't bother me no more. I don't care. I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway, regardless of what anybody say or thinks about me. I don't really care. I look at it that way. I still love you regardless, but I'm not going to really listen to the hype. So that's just how I handle it. You have to figure out how you want to handle it moving forward, but you're going to have to handle it somehow because it's out there. It's everywhere we go, you turn on the TV, is there. You turn on Facebook or you go to Facebook, is there. Um, you go into your grocery store, it's there, it's everywhere, it's on the radio. So you just got to learn how you will best deal with it. All right, and just keep plugging away. Just realize that people will always be there to celebrate your demise, but the true friends will be there to celebrate your successes and help inspire and push you to achieve your goals. You're going to have a great – you got a great support system. You do. Everybody does. We just have to look what's in front of us. We have it, even if it's just a small or just a simple idea of you as your greatest support system. You do have other things around you once you figure out who you are and your true identity. You will need that support system to move forward. I have not done none of this stuff without support. I never claim that. Um, even when I'm accepting my million rewards because of my amazing award-winning talk show, thanks to my fans, that who got me there, but along this journey to get me to who I am today, I never did anything alone, and that's just how I look at it. I got a great support cast, and that's even for the people that may have said I wouldn't be great at something or whatever. That's still motivation to me, and I thank them. I don't think about it in a negative light. It's perspective. It's always perspective. All right? Number five, guys, is last one. Look at it as a chance to face down your fears, all right? Sometimes it isn't even the failure itself that scares people. It's the fear of failing that holds them back from doing something. But overcoming failure is also a chance to face down your fears. It's a chance to overcome that innate desire to run far away 
and cower in some corner. I'm going to go hide, man. I ain't going to do this. I'm going to get up under these sheets. I don't have to face this fear today. The pain-pleasure paradigm is very, very real. We will always do more to avoid pain than we will to gain pleasure. But when we can leverage that knowledge and overcome our fears to achieve our goals, a transformational shift occurs, right? There's an incredible feeling that goes along with it, and it's an invaluable experience to pave the way for a lifetime of achieving goals, right? So you have to be able to face down your fears, look you dead in the eyes, but you look at that and say, I am not going to let you win today, right? I am ready to move forward. I've been hurting up to this point in my life. Like I said earlier in my show, if you have been doing the same thing up to this point in your life and you're still not waking up happy, it's time to change. And that means facing your greatest fears. That means facing yourself. That means looking deep down and pulling it out of yourself, finding what your true identity is, embracing it for once, right? Not holding nothing in, nothing in, letting everything out, let it flow. And I ain't meaning just to a person, just at least to yourself at least. Let everything out to yourself. Go ahead and talk to those that talk through those things, those tough moments that still that's in your mind, those people that probably hurt you that's still there. Go ahead and forgive those and continue to move on to your life because now you're going, you're always going to be a prisoner in your mind and body if you continue to let them things hold you back and hold you down. How do you want your life to be? As simple as that. How do you want your life to be? How do you want to be remembered? What is it that you want to do in your life? Simple answer. I don't care how many books you read or how many videos you watch. I ain't said this before. Ain't none of that stuff going to matter until you. Why owe you? You make that decision to say, I'm going to make this change in my life. I am going to stop waiting for permission from someone else to tell me to live my life. I'm just not. I'm not going to be a victim within my own body and mind. And a lot of us are. And that's what I'm out here to combat. You know, this is what I'm out here to help. I'm in this field, the mental health field, and this is the field that I want to be in to the day I take my last breath. For the people that's been, been got so far that they don't even know how to come out of it, I want to help them. And for the people that's right there on that line, I'm telling you now, look yourself deep into your heart, look deep into your heart, look deep into your eyes, and realize that you're amazing just the way you are. Things that need to change is your perspective and the way that you think about yourself. No one else. And understanding failure, trip-ups, and all these things is just part of the process. All of that is just part of the bigger plan to get you to that next level, to unveil that bigger talent that you have in you, the next big idea you have in you. If you open up your mind, you see that, hey, man, this is not failure. These are things that just help me get to that next level of me, and it's going to unveil my big plan or my big dream or my next passion and whatever it is, that's all going to come from your past. Your past, as I said before, is your greatest strength, not your weakness. So, guys, that are the five tips. Make sure, if you don't remember anything else from this show, that you remember that you are amazing. And all you need to do is just continue to branch out to discover your greatness. Right, so to go ahead and end the show, man, I thank everyone for tuning in today and listening to this show. It was great having you here. 
love my show. I love sharing. I love motivating. It's something that I do, like I said, for the rest of my life. But make sure to tune in every Tuesday, 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central Time. Next week is that special show. It's the last Tuesday of the month, so it's Father Sunday, day, 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 with my special one-of-a-kind guest, Mr. Cameron Lamar Barnes. He will be joining me. So make sure you guys tune in to that. It will be amazing. Um, but the end of the show, like I always do, man, it started off with why not me. I wanted to figure out what was it that I wanted to do in my life and what is my purpose and my true identity, discovering that and giving that to the world. Once I figured that out, I said, I'm going to help others do that. That's why not you. We're going to help you guys branch out to discover your greatness and share that passion you have with the world as well. And then we're going to do it together. That's the Why Not Us movement. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. I'll be a better man today. I'll be good.